us. Only you can. Lord, be with Miss Bennett's family. Send your your wings, your wings like eagles, to comfort us under your shelter. And may we run to you and just drink in that, your comfort. Yes, Father. Lord. Yes, we know it's difficult because now we're left on earth to live your your kingdom. But Lord, she's in your presence, sitting at yes, your feet, yes. taking everything in from you, Lord. She yes, is Lord. smiling, yes. and she is in glory. Yes, Lord, Hallelujah. we wait. We can't wait to see her soon. Hallelujah. Even though we want to be with her, we have to we have to be here, and we have to do your will. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. Lord, yes, Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. pray for Mr. Cyril as he delivers mm-hmm. a message from you, Lord. This is directly yes, from Lord. your voice. Yes, Lord. Yes. May, may we receive from our ears to our ears and to our heart. Yes, and we Lord. apply the words from your word into our lives with yes, all practicality Lord. and so others may see that light in the salt and darkness of this world. Yes. And we make a difference and an influence in others, the people we work with, the people we meet on the street, and the people we interact yes, with, Lord. our family members, that we yes, can Lord. bring more souls to you. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. We pray that in your name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. The conference has been muted. Good morning, saints. Um, I know some of you are definitely very heavy uh, this morning. My prayer is that as uh, uh, Brother Wins prayed, that your heart will be lightened and that uh, you will, um, you know, uh, be able to soak uh, his presence. Um, you know, the, uh, the last couple of uh, months, uh, we've been on this trail on Tabernacle. They've worked on like the various facets of Tabernacle in the past. So we've taken it like a series and just like a get into the word so that the word can minister to us. The word can labor, uh, you know, to us. And uh, we looked at, uh, um, you know, the, the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we, uh, you know, we have looked at uh, um, for, for a good amount of time the Sermon on the Mountain. Um, and then uh, um, we, we, we're going to look at many of these uh, different uh, things in the Bible uh, where God spent uh, uh, quite amount of time explaining to us in detail. Right? And so I cannot believe this morning as we are going through what we are going through, uh, we're going to start a series on the heavens, the kingdom. What's going to happen when we die? Uh, and I could not have chosen this topic, you know, by mistake, um, because God is actually more caring about you and me than, you know, anything else in the world. And, uh, and, and so my prayer is that, uh, you know, this morning as we go through this, you and I are going to be comforted. Um, when I was doing the research on this space and I'm working like any good preacher, I actually went to Google and typed, what is heaven like? 
right? And when I looked for that, um, the, the heaven, uh, and what is it like? Everybody has opinion about heaven. Uh, a preacher once said it's like a Build-A-Bear. Everybody wants to, um, like in, a, in the malls, they have this Build-A-Bear uh, shop where you can actually go and just like uh, choose the materials and the, the, the cotton and everything, and they will make a, a, a bear, right? So the same way these guys online has talked about heavens. In fact, I found 568 million results about heaven. Everybody in, in every religious people uh, from other religions are all talking about the, um, the, the, the heavens and the, um, the, the mukti and salvation and all these kinds of stuff. In fact, there was this one definition that's kind of like a common definition um, uh, that these guys have on heavens. And it says it's a cosmological or a transcendent supernatural place where beings such as gods, angels, spirits, saints. This is the, the next one is just the, the, the oh, very funny part. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Venerated ancestors are said to originate and be enthroned. I, 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 but, but the thing is this, today morning, as we go through this, there is a myth about this heaven, even amongst us as Christians. And a lot of times, and I, I hear this online, and the preachers and everybody talking about like a how this is a place where angels are, are, are running around with hearts, and they are just dancing on the clouds, um, and that uh, uh, people are just like... A, a, always uh, singing and only praising God. Uh, actually, there is a completely different perspective that God gives about the heavens. And that's what we are going to be uh, talking about this morning. And uh, it is such an important subject because even when, the, the, when Jesus was talking about the Lord's Prayer, we see a Father who art in heaven Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's talking about our Father who is in heaven, and hallowed be thy name. You know, we need to worship him, lift him up, right? But the very next sentence says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. There is no end, there is no connection. The only connection here is, our Father who is in heaven is not only the Father, but also the King. Our Father who is in heaven has a kingdom. So the next couple of weeks, you know, we will look at, uh, you know, what is it, what does heaven look like? What, what is this thing about like a dual citizenship um, that Bible is talking about? Are we living in the last days? And... Uh, more importantly, what is kingdom of God looks like? And so we're going to do deep dive into some of these areas and let God just like a minister to us. And all of the things um, that, that we read from the, the first book in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, 
it has so many references. So what what I will not talk about um, the next couple of weeks is like the, the people who are talking about like I died and for 15 minutes I went to heaven or 45 minutes I was in heaven. This is what I see. No, I'm not going to talk about any of those. But instead, what did Jesus say about this topic? I wanted to, you know, authenticate the fact based on what God showed it to uh, John uh, in the book of Revelation. What did God show it to these prophets who spend hours and hours and hours of time in God's presence and that uh, God spoke to Isaiah, God spoke to Ezekiel, God spoke to Daniel, God spoke to many, many, many of these major and minor prophets. God spoke to Paul about it. So we're going to look at a lot of references in that space to just to help us understand what heaven is going to be like when we leave this earth what is going to happen to us? Is this just like a, you know, an end of the road when we die? No, absolutely not. This is a temporary space that we are actually going to somewhere that is more and long term um, that we are going to spend uh, in eternity in the presence of the Holy God. And so, we're going to look at all these prophets and what the word says about it. But in, in starting with, uh, you know, we will look at what Paul is talking about. If you have your Bibles, I would like for you to go to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 to 24. Hebrews 12. Today morning, you know, um, uh, I had to start from somewhere in the middle of the message, so I'm working myself through as well. As much as you are heavy in your heart uh, about Miss Bennett, me too, uh, is very heavy. Uh, and I'm praying that God will lighten um, your heart just as he's lightening my heart as well. Okay, so sit back, you know, um, pull up your Bible. Let's go through the word and let's see what the what of God says about all of these things, okay? So Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 to 24. It says, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. This is what Paul is saying, that when we die, we are going to go to a Mount Zion or the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. When we die in a twinkling of a moment, we are in the presence of an amazing, uncountable number of angels to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better than that of Abel, better things than that of Abel. So what is this verse? Where, where is Paul going with all this, right? 
first of all, the moment we die, we are not far from heaven. Right? We are not far from the angels. Not just like the angels. He's saying innumerable company of angels. Millions and billions of angels. Right? And not only that, we are not far from the, the, the God of this universe. We are not far from Jesus. And, this, and that heaven is a real place. And Jesus is real. And we are not far from it. So, this morning, where we want to go with all this is this. Heaven is not a pigment of someone's imagination. In fact, John had a private tour of heaven. And if you want to hear about everything that you want to hear about heaven, I I would encourage you to read the book of Revelation. In just that one book where John had an audio-visual tour of heaven, because he says 34 times, I saw this. I really saw with my naked eyes. I saw how beautiful. In some cases where he says, you know, there are other things that are going on in heaven. And I looked. There's 12 times that he says, I looked. My goodness. In the, in the 22 chapters, right, he just like a saw and he looked at the heaven. And I heard 26 times. In fact, the word heaven in the New King James Version appears 532 times. Right? So it's an important subject. It is a huge subject. And we all need to know and be comforted by this subject area. And the best part of heaven is that we will be seeing Jesus face to face. And uh, Jesus said, like, uh, you know, in fact, uh, later we're going to read about, like, how he has gone to prepare a place for you and me. And uh, how there is an endless time that we're going to spend in eternity. And the people constantly think that's a boring place with the harps and uh, clouds and so on. So that's what we're going to see, how it is not so, okay? The first thing that I want and want to go and look at is, like, what are some of the factual things about heaven? What will happen to you and me in heaven? Will I have my same body? What will I be doing? Just singing and with the hearts. Those are the, the things that we're going to look at today. Ten different factual things about what is going to happen when we get to heaven. The first place that I wanted to go to is when we get to heaven, right, the heaven that we are going to go to is is real and uh, it has uh, houses and mansions that Jesus is talking about in John chapter 14. The number one factual thing about heaven is not going to be some, like, a, you know, uh, 
a place with clouds and that, that you know, and it, uh, like how those guys are talking about in um, in Google cosmological place. No, 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 no. The that that the place that we are going to get to in heaven is real, and that the, everything that we're going to see and be there is almost real, as like the, what you and I are having today. In fact, Jesus says in John chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That is the assurance for every one of us in this line. Let our hearts not be troubled, but believe in God and believe in Jesus Christ as well. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Jesus is talking about a place, a house, a mansion, where we are going to be when we get to heaven. Everyone, I don't know whether you have watched this uh, um, uh, episodes. Uh, I don't know whether Netflix is carrying them, um, but uh, if you get a chance, I would like for you to go and uh, watch this uh, uh, series called The Good Place. Right? It's about like a girl going to heaven by mistake, and she was not supposed to go, and there was like a, someone else was supposed to go, and she's like a, she ends up going there, um, you know, and uh, spending um, her time in her mansion, in her house. So if you're looking for how your house is going to look like, I know that the word is talking about it. I know there is like a, a several references out there, but I also want you, just for the sake of fun, I want you to look at this series called The Good Place, okay? And I think Netflix is carrying them as well. So the point of my story is very, very simple, that the heaven is not going to be some like a, a imaginary uh, uh, place, but instead it is going to have like a, a, a room for every one of us. You, in fact, later, uh, when we read in the book of Revelations, uh, it is talking about the length and the breadth uh, and uh, how it is like uh, uh, the people um, that are going to live uh, in the left and the right side of those and how the east and north side is arranged and so on and so forth. So uh, uh, the first factual fact is that when we leave from here, we're just not going to be hanging on as some air. Uh, or in the cloud, but instead there is going to be a place, a good place, where we're going to rest ourselves for eternity, where we're going to do some more things in eternity as well. But that's what we're going to be looking further. The second thing that I want to say is that when we get to heaven, here is the common myth. Everybody thinks there is nothing else to do. It's a boring place. Heaven's not a boring place. Heaven's not something where you have nothing else to do. 
In fact, the Bible says when we get to heaven, we are going to actually do some work in heaven. I was, you know, when I read that, it just like, uh, just amazed me how many times, you know, we say, oh my God, I'm retired. I'm not going to work anymore. You know, get ready when you get to heaven. You and I have a job to complete. You and I have a place to go to work. Every day when you wake up, you have a place to go for doing your work. In fact, if, if we have to go to heaven, know this for sure, 8 billion people are going to follow us to that place, or 4 billion, or 3 billion, or even 1 million. We have to cook food for all of those people. And things like that, that's going to happen in heaven. It's not going to be like a, a magically things are going to happen. And the Bible says in Revelation chapter 14, verses 13, it says, Then I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Meaning, yes, when we get to heaven, there is going to be rest from all the labors that we are doing here, but there is going to be a different kind of work that's going to be there when we get to heaven. Revelation chapter 22, verses 3 says, And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants, that's who you and me are, shall serve him. Think about it this way. We don't need to serve these companies in this earth that we go to work for, but instead we are going to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're going to be serving in the King.com company. We're going to be serving in the King's Limited. We're going to be serving in King's Kitchen. We're going to be serving in King's Construction Company. We're going to be serving in King's Vineyard. We're going to be working. Really, there is, like, think of it this way. The heaven's not like a mystical place. There is going to be buildings in there. There is going to be uh, arts and media centers going to be there. It's like a, a, a full-blown, like a, whatever we see. And here is the, the thing. There was a pastor. He wrote a book about this, and he says in that, uh, David is the pastor's name, and he says, we will serve him without exhaustion. Meaning, like a here, if you're going to be working for like a six to eight hours continuously, you really get exhausted, partially from a physical exhaustion, mental exhaustion, emotional exhaustion. All that is going to be gone. The real activities like a building houses, creating vineyards, cooking food. If you're a, a, a chef who loves to cook, you have a job in the kitchen. Uh, and so here, the Bible says, it, it, there's one more place. This is what John saw, right? 
This is what God told John to write in Revelation. But whatever John saw <coughs> was also seen by other prophets. So that's why the Word of God is authenticating all of these things. In Isaiah chapter 65, verses 21 and 22, it says, They shall build houses. So I'm not telling you that, you know, when we get to heaven, that these are all the tasks that you and I are going to be doing. If you watch, there was a, a, a movie um, that I saw called The Office, and it says, like, uh, he gets to work outside, uh, a computer engineer, and then uh, the, the, the thing is, <clears throat> a guy comes and says, you are a computer engineer working outside? And he says, yeah, but I get paid for my workout, right? So... The thing is that when we get to heaven, there is no need for us to earn money, but we do it out of love for everything that we do is for his kingdom. There is nobody else that's going to benefit. In fact, we are going to build houses, and we're going to live in that house. And they shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. We're just going to plant our own vineyard in our backyard and eat that food when we get to heaven. And, and, and the thing that says that uh, um, the second part of uh, verse 22, for as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. There are some trees that lives even today that was there when Jesus was there in the Garden of Gethsemane, like olive trees that has lived for over 2,000 years, and we can actually hear from those olive trees what Jesus was doing the night before at the Garden of Gethsemane, because those trees have been alive for 2,000 years. I, I, I have gone to California redwood trees that live there, are, are, are like a 350 years to a million years trees. And the Bible says the days of our life will be like those trees, that we will have no end to our life when we get to that place. And my elect, that's who you and me are, shall long enjoy the work of their hands. So remember, I was talking about that. You and I have a job to do when we get to heaven. We will do something that God wants us to do. We will do something that we love to do. This is not something that God is not a slave driver. He's not going to make us work back and forth. He's going to make that chores that we do enjoyable when we get to heaven. Number three, when we get to heaven, know this for sure we will be reunited with our loved ones after this temporary journey is over. Everything that Bible says is going to happen. If it was not, God would have said this to us. There are two kinds of people that we are going to meet when we get to heaven. The first kind is in foot. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18, if you're taking notes. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, 
with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. Here is Paul talking about the, the second coming of, uh, of Jesus. And it says, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. When we get to, you know, a place after we die, the first thing that God is going to do is not only raise the people that are dead, but also the ones that are alive. One way or the other, we're going to get to heaven. If this happens today, this very second that the Savior comes, he's going to make sure that the first, everyone that is, you know, dead will be raised. And as well as that, the ones that are still alive, like you and me, will be raised. And we are all going to the same place. We are going to have a fellowship with each other without fear. We will rest in eternity and spend time with each other. The second thing, kind of people that we're going to meet in heaven. So the first one, none of us are going to be lost when we get to heaven because we're going to see each other. But the second kind of people that we're going to meet in heaven, Jesus says, Jesus said this one, he says in Matthew chapter 8, verse 11, I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Imagine this. You and I are going to be in the company of all these heroes of faith in one point in time, when we get there, we're going to say hi to David. And we can even ask David, ah, how did it go when you saw Goliath? Were you scared? We only saw uh, only a glimpse through the word. The, the, the word doesn't really have like all the, the minute details. And that's why I like that, uh, you know, series called The Chosen, where Jesus sits down and talks to these people. So it's not like what is just recorded in the Bible. There will be a flow in that conversation when they are talking to somebody. When the Bible says that Jesus spoke, that's all it says. What would have Jesus spoken to them? There's a lot of details that would have been involved. A lot of details would have been involved when David went in front of Goliath. And a lot of details would have gone with Daniel on the night when he was with those lions. A lot of details would have gone through in the minds and life of David that we should be able to ask him. The, 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 the life of Solomon when he built the temple what were you thinking about all that money you were spending on that temple? I mean, there's so many things that 
we haven't found the answers for in the word, we will get a chance to sit down with the heroes of faith and talk to them when we get to heaven. We will enjoy the company of each other when we get to heaven. The next one, the fourth one, so far we have seen three of the things. There is a real place, there is a house that is built for you and me in heaven. There is a mansion. I didn't say this. This is what Jesus is saying. Jesus said that there will be a mansion for every one of us. If Jesus says there will be a mansion, there will be a house for you and me. Number two, when we get to heaven, we are going to be working in heaven. There is no retirement because it will be boring to sit and do nothing for millions of years that we're going to spend there. God has a plan for us to be doing when we get to heaven. Number three, we're going to see the ones that we have lost. We're going to talk to the people. We're going to have fellowship with people. Number four, the God that we serve is full of emotions. He is just the happiest person that, that anybody can ever imagine. In fact, he's going to have banquets and feasts, and there won't be any negative uh, uh, you know, emotions in heaven, like the tears and pain and suffering and abuse and death and loss of life will be there. That's what the Bible says. In Revelation chapter 21, verses 4, it says, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is what will happen in heaven. God has a personal task. Because the Bible says in Isaiah 64, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard. A God besides you, right? Not from the ancient days. Nobody has ever been able to, uh, was and will be able to comprehend our God and what he has for you and me. He'll wipe away every tear. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying in heaven. There shall be no more pain, for the formal things have passed away. In fact, there's another verse in the, in the book of Revelation that God was showing to uh, John in Revelation 22, verses 1 and 2. It says, He showed me a pure river of water of life, as clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne room or a throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street, on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each fruit yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nation. The sin has separated you and me from God. From the beginning, God knew what separated us in that Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve had a chance to break away from uh, God's command and his obedience and, 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 and listening to the serpent and eating that. This is all separation that happened 
in the first third three chapters after God made heaven and earth the third chapter shows how we are separated from there right but at that point itself God could have wiped out Satan God could have you know used his power to burn down the the one third of the angels God could have burned down their leader God could have just like a burned down everything but if he has done that we would still adore him but out of fear that's not what God wanted because he wanted his people to adore him for his love and that's why he sent his only son to die on the rugged cross and that's why he took us so much in length in sacrificing his son in that brazen altar that's why he took so much of time and allowed the roman soldiers to do what they did to his son because he knows that we are all going to get to that place but when we get to that place we should reach god not out of fear but out of love he's a god of emotions and that's why he's going to separate when we get to heaven he's going to separate the fear he's going to separate the tears he's going to separate the burdens he's going to separate the heaviness of heart this moment very moment in time everything what miss bennet went through is all separated she doesn't need to carry any of those burdens she is free and free indeed in the presence of the holy god number 5 you and i will not miss this current life that's what bible saying we're not going to be playing harps and floating in heaven but god has a plan for you and me when we get to heaven isaiah 65 verses 17 and 18 says for behold i create a new heaven and new earth that's the promise right and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind but be glad and rejoice forever in what i create and behold i create jerusalem as a rejoicing and her people a joy what we know is that only part of the story when we are in earth but when we get to heaven we are going to see the full story when we get to heaven we're going to learn and acquire knowledge about things that we haven't seen or heard there are so many things that we have a very little knowledge on paul says in 1st corinthians chapter 13 verses 12 he says for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror that's what we have seen so far this earth is a temporary place and there are few things god gives like a glimpse right but we haven't really seen the real god and really what he is about and the bible says in 1 corinthians 13:12 we shall see face to face the things god has made for i know in part then i shall know fully even as i'm fully 
known. Even we will know about us when we get to heaven even more than what we know about us today. We can listen to what Jesus can explain about everything. He's going to make us, can you imagine, we're going to be there for millions and billions of years for eternity. And we have so much to enjoy that we don't know today. And God is saying, we can even ask him about anything and in any subject, and he will be happy to share with you and me. And in fact, in heaven, there is going to be a, a gala all the time, a banquet all the time. Revelation 19.9 says, we are invited every day to sit with this millions and zillions of people in supper, having a marriage wedding supper. We can talk about all kinds of things and we are going to eat all kinds of food. No restaurant in earth could have, you know, picked up the, 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 the food like what we are going to be eating. No pesticides, no corrupted things that goes into the food that's going to be prepared for us. We're going to have food that's just like so enjoyable that we have not even tasted so far on earth. Number six, when we get to heaven, we're going to have a glorified body in heaven. We will not become like an angel, not like with the, with the wings. We're just going to have a, a, a body that, that I, I did talk about, like, you know, this body that we are here, that we are holding up right now, it's a natural body. The suit that we have on top of our, uh, you know, us is just like a so temporary and it doesn't have a capacity to even see the glory of God. Our eyes, when we see, that's why Jesus has to put his hands upon Moses' face before he passed through that place because our eyes cannot even see the glory of God. It will bust open if it sees the brightness of God. This bodysuit that we are wearing is a natural body. It doesn't have a capacity to handle supernatural things. Our ears are, are, are so fragile, it cannot hear the sound of the Heavenly Father. It will just like, you know, crack open on the very first day. So this natural body that we are having will be transformed into a supernatural body. In fact, the Bible says so. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 42 to 49, Paul takes in length to talk about the new body that we're going to have. He says, in resurrection also, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. What we go down on earth is a body of corruption, right? But we will be raised in incorruption. We're going to have a body that's just like a fully, you know, ready for something that is for millions of years. This body is not going to get sick for millions of years. No more of uh, diabetes and uh, blood pressure and uh, no more 
the, the body that we're going to get, the body suit is not uh, functioned by the blood cells and the white cells and all these kind of things. The body suit that we're going to have, uh, it says uh, in, in verse 43, it is sown in dishonor, but it's raised in glory. What Jesus left when he left from heaven is his glory when he took the natural body. What these guys tore apart is only his natural body. They cannot touch his supernatural glorious body. The enemy has no power to touch our supernatural body. It is sown in weakness, but it is raised in power. Isn't that amazing? This body that we have today when we go down to that grave, it's sown in weakness, but we're going to raise up in power. It is sown as a natural body. It is raised as a supernatural body. There is a natural body and there is a supernatural body or a spiritual body, right? And then Paul even takes time to explain this. Paul says in verse 45, the first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam, Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not the first, but the natural. That's why what we have right now, God did not give us that spiritual body. God has given us the natural body. Afterwards, we're going to wear the suit of spiritual body. The first man was on earth made of dust, the second man is the Lord from heaven. And as, as was the man of dust, so also those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. That's who you and I are. We are the heavenly people. And we have borne the image of the man of dust. We also bear the image of the heavenly man. And we die. This body suit will disintegrate and our soul will be attached to a supernatural body. A spiritual body that never grows old. The body that we're going to get never gets sick. The body that we're going to get will never get tired. It is a perfect, indestructible body says 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that's what 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 52 says. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. And a couple of things about this new state of mind that I was so amazed by when I read this, this is why I really love coming here on Sunday mornings to talk about it because it is such a beautiful, the verses in the Bible are so real and I just like, I love it and I believe it 100%. You know, the Bible says like, you know, in Isaiah chapter 35, verses 5 and 6, it says, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. If someone on the natural body did not have their eyes and they were blind, when they get to heaven, their eyes will not be blind. Isn't that amazing? And the Bible says, and the years of the deaf 
shall be unstopped. So no more deaf ears. If someone has lost their ears, capability of hearing something on earth, when we get the supernatural body, our ears are, are renewed. And, uh, and then it says in verse 6 of Isaiah 35, the lame shall leap like a deer, a deer. No one will be handicapped in heaven and need a wheelchair when we get there or a crutch to go from place to place. There won't be a people in the new body. Nobody will be lame. And the tongue of the dumb thing, nobody will be dumb. Everybody will be speaking in heaven. Isn't that amazing? If you forget everything that I said today, go to this Isaiah chapter 35 and read 5 and 6. We are going to have a supernatural body when we get to heaven. And that body that we're going to get is so beautiful, God's not going to let any defilement in that body. God's going to give us a body suit that's not going to have any more of the inabilities that you and I may face in this natural body because we're going to get a supernatural body. Number seven, we will live in the new whole world that God is building is completely different than, than what we see here on this earth. This new place, the new heaven that Jesus is talking about in Revelation 21. I want to encourage you to read the Revelation 21 verses. The whole chapter is beautiful to watch, but I'm going to touch on a few places where it says that, uh, that there was no more sea than I, John, saw the holy city. Here, John saw this new Jerusalem coming down from heaven and prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I ha heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And the God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and they shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. They shall be no more pain for the former things that passed away. We're going to have a close proximity with God. In fact, the Bible, we actually take the word and just like, a, you know, not see the context behind this word. In Isaiah, there is a verse that says in 65, 24, and 25. In chapter 65, verses 24 and 25, it's talking about the heavens. It says, before they call, I will answer in heaven. Right? And while they were still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like an ox, and the dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. There is going to be a place which is going to be much better than heaven, where this place that we are going to go to is a brand new place. 
Have you ever smelled a new building that is built or a new car that you smell, the new house, the new uh, you know, plane, the new, anything new has this, this smell of freshness. And God says, when you get to heaven, you're going to feel and sense and smell the freshness of who I am. Number eight, I'm going to run very quickly. There will be all kinds of colors in heaven. It is a myth that the people think that everyone is going to wear white dress and God only likes white because he is a pure God. Absolutely not. God is a God who loves the colors. When we get to heaven, you know, we're going to see some colors that amaze, is going to amaze you. You wouldn't have even seen those much of colors on earth. Revelation chapter 21, verses 18 through 21. Last night, as I was going through this passage, I was just like a taking down the different colors, um, and I'm going to read it. The construction of its wall was of a jasper. It's like a beautiful red, unbelievably beautiful. It's not like a thick blood kind of a red. It's, there's some freshness to that red. And the city was of pure gold, like a clear glass, pure gold. It's not any corrupted in that gold, right? The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper. We looked at it. It is red. The second, sapphire, which is blue. The third, chalcedony, which is white and gray. The fourth foundation is emerald, generally green. The fifth is sardonyx, reddish brown. The sixth, sardius, red, like a carnelian red. The seventh is chrysolite, which is like a deep olive green. And the eighth foundation is beryl, which is nothing like an aquamarine blue. The ninth is topaz, which is generally a saturation, the highest point of a blue, green, yellow, orange, red, pink, and purple put together. At the saturation rate, right? The tenth is chrysophorus, which is an apple green. And the eleventh is jacinth, is an orange red. And the twelfth is amethyst which is a reddish purple. The 12 gates were the 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, like a transparent glass. What am I saying? The heaven that we're going to go to is not just going to be a boring white place. God loves the beauty and the coloring and a place all these colors that I talked about, we're going to see when we get to heaven. We're going to have, number nine, a new citizenship in heaven. That's the place we're going to. For our citizenship is in heaven, says Philippians 3.20, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior. 
the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever gone on a vacation for a week or so? When you go on a vacation like that, after eating the food and sleeping in the hotels, and when you come home, you feel like, oh my God, this is home. This is my bed. You feel that comfort, right? That's how we are going to feel when we get to heaven. This place that we are living in is a temporary housing unit. There is no security in this place, but when we get to heaven, where our citizenship is, we're going to feel secured. We're going to feel safe. We're going to feel loved. We're going to let our God down and not be judged by anyone. We don't need to feel that someone's going to know some secret of our life. There is no secret in that place. There's nothing to hide from each other. In Isaiah says, in chapter 11, Isaiah, he says, the wolf shall dwell with the lambs. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lions and the fatling together. And the little child shall lead them. The cows and the bears shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like an ox, like what we saw. The nursing child shall play with the cobra. This is heaven I'm talking about. There's not going to be a boredom in heaven. Yes, there is going to be rest, but we have so much to do. Then, of course, the number 10, this is what everybody talks about. Yes, there is going to be worship. In fact, without any distraction, God himself is going to be the pastor speaking from the pulpit with his people and walking around, talking to everyone just like how God showed up in the cool of the day with Adam, he's going to be walking around that road and touching each and every one of you, high-fiving you and me when we get to that place. He's, he just loves to do that. He, he just enjoys, you know. He's just so saddened right now that we're separated so far from him. He wants us to be with him. The Bible says in Isaiah 66, it shall come to pass that from new moon to another, which means like a from new moon to the next new moon, and from one Sabbath to the another, from one Sunday to the other Sunday, all flesh shall come to worship before me. And when John saw that too, he says in Revelation chapter 5, I looked and heard, right? There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people singing, worthy is the lamp who was slain to receive the power and riches and wisdom. And of course, the angels will be there, like everybody is talking about, but not only that. In verse 13 says, every creature, that's you and me, which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all of them, and all that are in them, I heard them saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and the Lamb and to the Lamb forever and ever. One day I hope that I will be standing next to you in that place. You and I, just like a how, we are here talking to each other. We're going to 
go to this place where there is not going to be a boredom. We're going to enjoy. We're going to work. We're going to be filled up. We're going to be learning. We're going to be worshiping. We're going to be fellowshipping with Jesus. We're going to be resting. We're going to be asking questions. We're going to be eating all kinds of good food. No restaurant can prepare a food on earth as pure and tasty as the place that we're going. This place that we're living is not our home. That is going to be a place that we're going to get to. And what we did today is just a small glimpse of what the heaven is like. There is much more in the next seven to eight weeks. We're going to be talking about it. But here's how I wanted to land this plane this morning. There is a song, a beautiful song, in the old hymn book that says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest of frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is a sinking sand. All other ground is a sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood supports me in the overwhelming flood when all around my soul gives away he then is all my hope and stay. O oh Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is a sinking sand. When he shall come with a trumpet sound, oh may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. If you and I, you know, can only realize what we have in the precious blood of Jesus, we know that has paid a way for us to be in heaven and wearing this supernatural body and eating and working for eternity. And there won't be no more sorrows nor tears, because our Heavenly Father will be embracing us day in and day out, spending time in the cool of the day, walking and talking with our King and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Brother Vince. Thank you, Brother Cyril, for those words from our Lord and Savior. I just want to read from the beginning the words of and the promises of our Lord. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there may be also. Hang tightly to those comforting words. Those are promises right from our Savior. And when he says they will happen, they will happen. And we need to be comforted knowing that Amen. that will happen. Amen. Amen. Heaven, we have a house guaranteed for us. Amen. And I can't wait to see what that mansion looks like. Amen. We will be serving him. 
we will work, but we will want to work. And we will work as long as we need because our bodies will be perfected. Mm-hmm. We were united to the loved ones and the, and, the faith, and the heroes of faith. I can't wait to sit down with Moses and Elijah. And Eli- oh, it's just going to be glorious. Hallelujah. God, we serve who's full of emotions. It's actually so incomprehensible, I think, to hard to imagine how glorious it will be. I don't think words mm-hmm. are going to be able to describe what we're going to see and how it's going to be with our own bodies. Mm-hmm. We will not miss anything that we leave behind. Miss Bennett right now, she is singing and dancing, and she's Hallelujah. with the saints, and she's living everything we just talked about. Amen. And, Amen. and we, will, we will be a glorified body that, as Cyril said, and as our Lord said, we will have no more disease, no more mm-hmm. stress, no more pain. No more anxiety, no more stress, no more illness. It is just, I, I, you know, we want to go now. We want to go now. We have more work to do. We have more work to do on this earth. And we are going to see colors, and we're going to see things that we can't even describe with our own eyes today because we're going to have new eyes in citizenship. And our citizenship, there's many songs out there uh, that uh, – we will share. I'm going to share something. I'm going to send that to the team about our citizenship is not, our home is not here. And we need to hold on tight to that because sometimes we get too wrapped up in our earthly lives. This is not our home. And we'll be worshiping forever and ever for all eternity with all the saints. And I think that's going to be our heart's desire is to worship him. And it's not going to be a time issue because time is only on earth. Amen. And I just praise you, praise you, Lord, and thank you for the promises you you wrote in your scripture that we may hang tight with all of our might and all of our strength to those promises. In your and he, right, even mortal men, brother Wins, have said it. We don't have anything to hold on to, but these words were said by Jesus Himself. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and the thing is that you know we can take it to any bank and cash it. Amen. That's Absolutely. how much worth his word is, and uh, and that uh, everything that he says in these verses, like uh, you know, when we go through uh, each of these verses, I will you know try to put this brother in uh, for everybody's sake, because we need this morning comfort, right? Yes. And the the only better place for us to comfort is actually going to the word. Amen. Because word hasn't lied before and will never lie now and will not lie in the future. He knows the past, he knows the present, and he knows the future. He's the alpha, he's the omega. There is nothing that just like, you know, in between that is going to change his mind on how the heaven's going to be like. You know, it's not like in the middle of the labor, he's going to say, ah, I'm done, you know. These guys have done so many bad things. I'm not going to build this new heaven. I'm done. Let's stop this construction project, you know. He's not going to right. say that. He's already made up his mind on like of what that's going to look like and how we're going to enjoy. And it's not a boring place. We're not going to, have jo- we're not going to be jobless over there. So. Amen. Sarah? Amen. And I must say, we serve an awesome God. He had you to prepare this sermon, this service, this message this morning for this Amen. special day. 
And it's certainly been comforting. Amen. 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 Lord Jesus, we bow before you in humility and ask you to examine our hearts today. Show us anything that is not pleasing to you. Reveal any secret pride, any unconfessed sin, rebellion, or unforgiveness that may be hindering our relationship with you. We know that we are your beloved children, having received you into our hearts and lives and having accepted your death as penalty for our sinfulness. The price you paid covers us for all time, and our desire is to live for you. As we take the bread representing your life that was broken for us, we remember and celebrate your faithfulness to us and to all who will receive you. Thank you for your extravagant love and unmerited favor. Thank you that your death gave us life, abundant life now and eternal life forever. Hallelujah. We receive this bread in remembrance of you. And in the same way, we take this cup, representing your blood poured out from a splinted cross. You are the supreme sacrifice for all of our sin, past, present, and future. Today, we remember and celebrate the precious gift of life you gave us through the blood you spilled. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I still want to remember what as Ms. Sarah was reading it. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. If, if I would trust on anything today morning, it would be his blood and his body. As we are ready to partake this morning, just like the word says uh, on the night before Jesus was sitting down and having this dinner together, he takes this bread and he breaks it. And he says, this is my body. Remember today, as you're taking this body, of Christ is a remembrance, right? We are actually making our body in one with the Jesus' body. We, we are actually proclaiming, prophesying over our body that we are no longer attached to, to Adam's body, but instead we are attached to, to Jesus' body. Isn't that amazing? Like you and I, Amen. this is a beginning this is why God says, remember this, you're going to have a supernatural body, and that body, supernatural body, actually originates from my body to your body. And when you take my body into your body, then you and I have access to a supernatural body. Isn't that amazing? Amen. As you take this bread, know this, you and I are going to be wearing this supernatural body. Go ahead. And take that bread. Mm. As we sink this bread into our body to the remembrance of our supernatural body, he also says, you and I are not going to be in the future state 
with what blood that Adam originated, we need to be connected to the second Adam's blood that's originated from the calvaries of, you know, the, the, the foothills of the, the calvary that just like a flows through your body from head to the toe as you take this cup which reminds us of our supernatural blood that is going to flow through your body and my body today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead and take that cup. Mm-hmm. As you drink it, it is just a pure remembrance of a supernatural state we're going to get to yeah. in the future. That there won't be any more blindness there won't be any more deafness, any more lameness, and any more dumbness of our mouth. Because Amen. that's what this bread and the blood represent, because we are attached to do something that we are separating ourselves from the old man to the new man. We become a new creation every single time we take this bread and the, and the copper. It's a reminder for you and me. Hallelujah, Father God, we come before your throne of grace this morning. One more time, Father. The conference has been unmuted. That you, Father God, will listen to the hearts of my brothers and sisters on this line. Father God, the Bible says, like you are the God who just like takes our burden down. You are the God who lightens our heart. You are the God who can take our heaviness and replace them with your burden and your yoke, Father God. This morning, I pray for all my brothers and sisters on this line that you, Father God, will replace their yoke this morning, that we will be strengthened by the words that we heard, that we will see you face to face, Father God. We are going to be with you in that place for eternity, Father God. We are looking forward to that place, Father God. This place that we are living in, we will pass by and enter into your kingdom, Father God. We'll see you face to face, Father God. This morning, we're so thankful for Miss Bennett and her life, Father God. For what she has done to this earth, we are so happy and glad for her life, Father God. What she has sown for the next generation, we are so happy for. God, we are so happy for what she did for her friends. We are so happy. Father God, we are so glad that we will see her one day face to face. Father God, nothing is going to separate us even right now, Father God. She's out there smiling and enjoying and got the new bodysuit, Father God, that she is getting ready this morning to go to work, Father God. God, we are looking forward to that day that we would see her again, Father God. I just pray, Father God, that your grace and your mercy will clothe us this morning one more time. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If there is anyone on this line who wants to pray for the blessedness of Miss Bennett, go ahead and pray for her and for her family, for her daughter and her Keith and kins and the brothers and sisters. If someone is led this morning to pray for, it is a time that's very hard to say goodbye. 
Okay, I would like to, um, Cyril, I would just like to say something um, in memory of well, Sister Bennett. She, um, anytime she speaks at the church, she had this one saying, and we will certainly miss this for those of us from New Israel. She would always leave us with this thought. When peace, like a river, attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And I can just hear her saying that right now, and I just wanted to leave that with you all. Absolutely. Yeah. Praise the Lord. It is well. Yes. It is well with our soul. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If someone can remember her and pray for her family this morning. Yes. Oh, yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Go ahead. Go ahead, ahead, Brenda. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Heavenly Father, Lord, we bless your name right now, oh God. Lord, you see our hearts, oh God. Lord, you see the the loss right now, oh God. Lord, you see the emptiness right now of her family, oh God. Mm -hmm. Lord, you see their hearts cry right now, oh God. Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you just wrap them in your loving arms right now, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Comfort them right now, oh God, like only you know how, oh God. Lord, earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot bear, O oh God. Lord, Amen. it's easier said than done, O oh God, when it's not us, O oh God. But Lord, we ask you, Lord, just to look upon them right now, O oh God. Give them yeah. what they stand in need of today, O oh God. Add a strength, O oh God. Have them to know, O oh God, that their mom, O oh God, their aunt, Lord, their sister, oh God, they're in a better place today, oh God. And Hallelujah. they are where we are striving to go, oh God. They've got their reward, yeah. oh God. And Lord, we thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. So Lord, you know, Lord, that this, that, that this world is made up of beautiful flowers in your garden, oh God. And Lord, Hallelujah. Lord, you don't do nothing but pick the best, oh God. And Lord, Amen. we just ask you, Lord, we thank you, oh God, for having Mrs. Mrs. Bennett, oh God, to be a part of our circle, oh God, a part of our lives, oh God, a part of just, just to be an encouragement to us, oh God, to be on this teeth wheel of unity, oh God, this encouragement yes. wheel yes. of unity on Sunday mornings, oh God, on Friday evenings, oh God. Lord, we ask you, Lord, Lord, just to bless her family right now, oh God. Lord, console yes, them right now, oh God. Do what only you yes, can do, oh God. Lord, yes, we can Father. listen, Lord, we can call, we can say whatever we want to say, Lord, but not, nobody does it like you, Lord. Nobody Hallelujah. does it like you, Lord. Lord, whatever, oh God, you want to get out of, get out of her passing, oh God, through her family, oh God, through her friends, oh God. Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you get the glory, oh God. We just thank you for our memory right now, oh God. Lord, we just ask you, Lord, just to bless on today, oh God. Lord, comfort her children, oh God. Comfort her family, oh God, like only you know how, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank God and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As a memory, I can recall the first time that we invited 
um, other people other than the leaders from Proverbs 2 to, to, to join us for Sunday morning service. Miss Bennett was one of the first ones to get on, but she couldn't get on that morning. She tried and she tried because I think we couldn't, we had so many people on, I think. And so she called me um, afterwards and she said, and I didn't get my communion. And I said, don't worry, let me call Cyril right now. And so I called Cyril and Cyril administered um, communion to her on the phone that morning after our service, after everybody else had gone their way. And she was so happy. So she was a part of this ministry. Yeah, and yeah. she prayed for us um, yes, and was a part of us and, and always That's reminded me that she was only 29 years old. So <laughs> now, Miss Ben, you're going to find out exactly how old you are. She said that, oh, Cyril, you are my personal pastor. You know? That's so. right. She claimed him as her personal one. Yes, yes, she did. She was so elated. She was so elated. I remember so well. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, this is a and and the thing is that she always was so joyed. even mm-hmm. small things that we do to her, she she just gets so happy about it, you know. Yes, yes. And, oh, and so yes. you know, uh, and uh, uh, when she comes, also she would she's one of those that would <laughs> announce her name fully, and when she, right. when she leaves, <laughs> she will announce her name. <laughs> you know, yes. uh, 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 thank you, Jesus. Uh, you know. Yes. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, then they. Go ahead, go. This is Viola um, Brown. Right now, this morning, my heart is very heavy. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. I do especially when she was a very loving person, and oh, I will yes. always miss her. And she will be always talked on the phone from mm. time to time, and it came to all. Uh, Getting online, sometimes she said she would call me, ask me was I ready to get online. But my heart is so heavy. I can't. I don't want to I didn't expect to find out this morning when I signed on that I found out that she had passed. Oh. And my heart cried out and it was just, it's just so heavy right now. Yeah. And I was yeah. just from picking her up from her house on Sundays or for special events at the church or taking her home after service. We, she would wait for me after until I came out to take her home, and I would she would want to go to the store sometime to pick up some items, and I would take the time to do that. She was just like a, a mother when I was around her. Oh. And I would have truly miss her. Hallelujah. Keep her family in prayer, her children. Yes. Hallelujah. I would truly miss you. Uh huh. Oh. Yes, yes. So heavy this morning. Praise the Lord. But we have joy. We have joy. I just can't imagine 
Yes, we do right now, and God is looking upon you and and blessing you right now. Yes. Just the the miracle that Cyril, the Lord put in Cyril's heart to to do this message this yes. morning. It was. Oh, this is not by accident. It's it's so real. It is Hallelujah. so real. Oh, yes. it's so real. And we just thank God for Him placing this we message do. this morning for each of us. And it just yes. uh, just helped me. I was just remembering, remembering. Okay, Miss Bennett is up there probably now talking to Eddie. You know, my <laughs> husband. <laughs> and, and and maybe telling them off because you know she <laughs> she would do that as well. Hallelujah. And he's uh, probably saying, what took you so long? You should have been up here with us. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. It's just, oh, it's just, um, it's a time of sadness, but it's a time of joy. Joy. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Yes, he's probably yeah. telling Bishop Rembert off, too, you know. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. so glad to see her mama. Oh, her mama. She's her mama. about her mama. Oh, yes, and Miss Why, you know, we also, you know, as as Miss Sarah was saying, like right now, you know, we may be so many miles apart, and we may be on this phone line, but yes. we just wanted to put our hands on your shoulders this morning, yes. and yes. Uh, and as as we are going to be praying that, that that you know, the God who just knows to just to take every one of our burdens into oh, yes. his hands, uh, will yes. take your heart this morning, and he will guard your heart, you yes. know, as you go through this, you know, he will give you the comfort, he will give you the peace mm-hmm. that transcends huh. all our understanding. Father, Amen. in the name of Jesus, we come before Amen. you for our dear sister whose heart is just like a heavy. As she was oh. saying, Father God, uh, you are someone who would never take our tears for granted. You are someone who would hold your hand and just like a catch a drop of tears before it falls Amen. into the ground. Father God, right now, as we lift our hands, Father God, and just apply this, uh, Father God, yeah. this anointing upon our dear sister, that you, Father God, will lighten her heart. Yes, yes, Lord. You would, Father God, just like I give her the comfort and peace beyond what we can understand, Father God. You will give her the energy and strength, Father God, that she will, Father God, there's nobody, like, nobody can comfort like you can. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Nobody can say a word like you can, Father God. Oh, thank you. Say a word, Father God, her heart will be healed this morning. Father God, say a word, Father God, that her heart will be made whole, Father God. Say a word, Father God, that you will pour the waters from the windows of heaven into her heart and just like give her the strength, a holy strength only you can give. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 
I, you know, what happened is like a last night, you know, one of the things that I was doing as I was preparing this message, I had like, a, you know, this pearls. I have never understood why there's so many jokes about these pearly gates uh, <laughs> until I read that verse that there are 12 gates with pearls. And so <laughs> that's the pearly gates that we are talking about that when we go to heaven and see him face to face. Next mm-hmm. week when I come, I read close to 100 jokes about this pearly gates. You know? mm-hmm. so today's mm-hmm. not a good day, but next week I'll unpack some of these pearly gates jokes. Okay. And I'll, you know, but this morning I pray that the, you know, the God of peace will go before you yeah. and comfort you. And we will keep this line open if there is any one of you just want to stay back and uh, pray. The over will absolutely not close this line until, you know, we get a chance to minister to you. Amen. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And I thank you all for me because there's something that hit me hard yeah yes sister oh god hallelujah hallelujah thinking about Wesley and Steph and Kershia hallelujah you know the body go ahead ahead. Uh, they're they a place You're that breaking we're, up. You're breaking up. Breaking the Bible says that we ought to rejoice when somebody dies because they're, you know, because they because they've gone to a place that we're striving to go. If they yeah. die in the world, you know, but the human yeah. side of it, you know, just takes control, and you know, and we miss that person, and there is going to be a yeah. loss, and there is going to be a void. But the Lord Jesus Christ, if we stick close to Him, the same thing is going hurt as much. Amen. We'll always have that void. We'll always have that mm-hmm. that memory. We'll always have feel that loss. But it gets mm-hmm. better day by day. It gets better day by day because the Lord gives us confidence. And the thing Amen. that encourages me the most when my daughter, um, my daughter had lost a baby, and you know, in the really early stages of her pregnancy. And um and there was this Catholic preacher that came into our room and he asked my daughter, he said, you know, I can't pray in the manner that you pray. You know, mm-hmm. he said, but mm-hmm. if you'll allow me, I'll pray as best I know how. And after mm-hmm. he prayed, the thing that stuck with me the most that he told us, he said that when we get to eternity, and Cyril touched on this this morning, that we're not going to be in body form. We're going to be in spirit form. And the only mm-hmm. way we're going to recognize one another is by how they praised down here, how they prayed down here, and how they gave so much to the Lord. And that's how we're going to recognize that person, by their praise. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to be able to, mm-hmm. when we get to eternity, Ms. Sarah, you're going to be able to recognize Miss Vanna's voice, and you're going to say, is that Miss Vanna that I hear? <laughs> you know, you know, and you know somebody's going. You know, 
you know, the preacher told my daughter, she said, that baby is going to be able to touch you on the shoulder in eternity and say, I'm the one. Yes. I am yes. the one. And that it stuck with me you. from that day, and this has been years ago. This has yeah. been over 20 years ago that, you know, he told my daughter that. And that stuck with me, you know, that, you know, and just like Cyril said that, you know, we're going to be working in heaven. What we're doing yeah. now is just a practice. It's just a rehearsal. Yeah. The way we praise God, the way we pray, that's all we're going to be doing in heaven all day long. And we're not going to get tired doing it because we're used to doing it down here. Amen. That's going to be our job, to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, to lift up our Father. And we're doing that right now, and that gives us mm-hmm. joy to know that this is what she's doing in the midst of our sadness, in the midst of our loss. Miss mm-hmm. Bennett mm-hmm. is, is, she is having a joyful time, yeah. Yeah. recognizing yeah. everybody that left before her. Bishop Rembrandt, Miss Sarah's husband, if she had a husband, if she had any children that left for her, you know, left before her, her parents, she's having a high time in the Lord right now. And that's the place that we're striving to go. Amen. In the midst of our tears, just remember that she's where we are striving to go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? What was so wonderful to hear this morning is um, Sarah was telling telling us about the banquets that we were going to have and all the wonderful food. And Mrs. Bennett liked to get some nice food so I can see (laughs) now that banquet. And and you know, just and I was thinking, oh, we get to dress up in colors. And I was saying, oh, I want red when I get up there. And then Cyril said, I was thinking it, and he. The first color he mentioned was the red, and I thought, wow. All of, That's right. That's right. All of this is not by accident, you know. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves colors. God knows you know, he, how to yeah. God knows yeah. how to fix it. And I know the hat. I know probably has on a hat up there, too. Sundays yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he'll come, oh, Bradley, take my picture. Take my picture. Send it to yes. my phone. Always, always yes. take my picture. And she put her hand on her head and different poses. And I'll send it to her. <laughs> Thank you. I'll send it to Stephanie. Yes. 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 No happenstance. Yes. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. That's just to show you how our God is. And he does give yes. us joy in the morning. And he's yes. given us joy this morning. He's yes. given us joy just to be able to remember her and, and to remember yes. how our, our loved ones that have passed on, what a wonderful time they're having in heaven, you know? Yes. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We serve Thank an awesome God. Mm. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes. It's just so amazing. That's the message Cyril planned for this morning. Hallelujah. That's what I can't get over. <laughs> <laughs> That's how our God works. I get that. It was a perfect message. Yes. Perfect me. message. Yes. I That's was right. That's God. Give me that God. Amen. God knew yes. that we were going to need it. 
he knew that we yes, were going to today. That's right. Amen. God knew that we would need that message. Yes, yes. Yes. To bring it. Thank you, Cyril, for being obedient, for not saying, yes. you know, because sometimes, you know, we go to study because there's a, you know, because there's an, an event or something, and God will give us something. And I don't know about you, Cyril, but I'll search for something else. But I just thank mm-hmm. you for being obedient to his yes. call. To study Amen. that message and to and to feed us that this morning because that's exactly what we need. What God we need is mindful it. of what we need. Mm-hmm. He knows what we need. Yes. Hallelujah. He knows what we need. Hallelujah. We didn't yes. know that we were going to need that today, but God knew. When Matthias yes. told us that Matthias yes. was out of was out of intensive care and in her own room, I was rejoicing. I was saying, Lord, I thank you. You know, you pull her through, but God told mm-hmm. her you to pull her out. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to take her out sick. He didn't want to take her out in those intensive care units with all those runners and stuff. He took her praise out of God. that, healed her body, and took her home. Oh, and that's praise how the worked. Lord. That's how he worked. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, 